Hello, I'm Todd Starnes. I have the privilege to be the pastor of Odessa First Assembly. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. If you would like more information about us, just go to odessafirst.com. That's odessafirst.com. We are also on all the social media platforms, and more information about that will be placed in the description. Today, we are in part three of our series, The Returning King, where we focus on the rapture of the church. I hope and pray that this message will bless you and encourage you. One, just really quick, I just want to revisit just a few things. Week one, we talked about in 1948 that God brought Israel back together. That was a prophecy fulfilled. Another one was is that Israel would be born in a single day. The nation would be birthed in a single day. That is also a prophecy in the Old Testament that was fulfilled that the, is, the nation Israel would become a nation of staggering, a cup of staggering to those around them. You can look in the news today and see how the countries around Israel detest Israel. And we even see the rise in our own nation of those that are turning against Israel. We see in 1967 that God gave Israel control of the Temple Mount. We see that not only was the retaking of East Jerusalem also a fulfillment of of prophecy when they took over the Temple Mount, but also in 2018 when our nation and other nations recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. That was a fulfillment of prophecy. And we also see that there have been two red heifers that were born, and we see we know that all the utensils, everything needed to rebuild, and uh, the 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 temple is there, and the temple is very significant when it comes to the return of Christ, and also in the tribulation. We're going to talk about that next week. Uh, last week we talked about the signs in the sky. We talked about how the heavens declare the glory of God. And, you know, as I was, I was kind of just kind of refreshing my memory on Psalm 19 too. And it says that the skies above proclaim his handiwork. That day after day pours out speech and the night reveals knowledge. We know that God used the heavenlies to show the birth of the Messiah. And we also see in the heavenlies that God is using that to tell us that his return is coming very soon. But scripture even speaks more about that. And I do want to take this moment um, just to bring some more scriptures, I guess, to light. And if you want to jot them down, if you have your notes, you have your notebooks and you want to follow along. But uh, Mark chapter 13, verses 7 and 9. I want to read that very quickly. Mark chapter 13, verses 7 and 9. I mean, listen to what's being said right here. And when you hear of wars... And rumors of wars. I tell you, I, I, I just say I gotta hit the pause button for a second. Last night I, um, I couldn't sleep because I was so excited because Gigum. Some of you know, a lot of you were A&M fans last night. And you didn't know you were, because they beat the number one team, Alabama. But anyway, um, and I started reading a news story, and it just really, oh, it just, I, it, it was just one of those moments. I mean, I was just kind of overwhelmed of. I was just reading in the Middle East and Afghanistan and, and, and Iraq, just, just the heartache that's going on. Uh, they were interviewing several families, and one guy was talking about in his immediate family, um, in the last two weeks, 
Um, He's had four in his family killed by suicide bombers, and it was just along that lines, and it just, I mean, it just, I I felt so blessed in that moment for living here. I'm frustrated a lot of things that's happening in our country, but yet I believe we still have a great country. We're not contending with that as of yet. I I hate to add that as of yet, but there's truth there, but anyway... Wars, rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. And I think that's really key. Do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes. Listen, I, if you just pay attention a little bit, it's just astounding to me, just the, the ramping up of earthquakes that's happening all over the world. It is, it is really crazy, this, the exponential increase that's happening with earthquakes. There will be famines, but these are the beginning of the birth pains. Be on your guard, for they will deliver you to, over to councils, and you'll be beaten in synagogues. You'll stand before governors and kings for my sake, and bear witness for them. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, earthquakes in various places. We see Matthew also emphasizing that. We see it again in Luke 21. And we talked about this last week. And there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. The stress of nations perplexedly because of the roaring of the seas and the waves. I mean, we see the destruction because of hurricanes we see um you know there's this massive uh, comet or whatever that's supposed to become dangerously close to us in 2024 and we see all these things going on i'm telling you when we look at scripture it is a sign saying the end times are here but looking forward to something really good can get you some through really tough times you know, I mean, just if you're at a place and you're stressed out in life and it seems like everything's coming against you, I mean, there's something, there's something that gets you through that. You know, you're like, man, if I can just, you know, if I can just, I mean, me right now, what I'm thinking, you know, if I can just get in the deer blind, everything will be okay. I may not see nothing, nothing may happen, but it's just me. It's just me and the birds, and I don't have to worry about anybody else. It, when we have something to look forward to, sometimes it can get us some through really difficult times. And this may be why God says so much, just as I read a moment ago in Mark, do not be alarmed. Do not be alarmed. Listen, the scripture is telling us what his coming is going to be like so that it encourages us. It it helps us strengthen our faith. The Bible says that on the day that Jesus returns, all of us will are going to be caught up. And that's a phrase that Paul uses. It, yes, if you look at your coordinates or whatever it is, rapture is not listed there. But that is an accurate term of a theological um, uh, basis of, of Scripture of what's going to happen is that we're going to be caught up. And so I want to read about that in, in the whole portion of Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And we're going to read through verse 18. And I'm... I'm, I'm It is my goal to kind of be in a hurry this morning. Um, I was able to cut it down last week some. I'm hoping I can kind of, we can kind of trim it up a little bit more this morning, but who knows? Hopefully your roast is on low. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep. That's those who have died before us. That you may not grieve as others who have no hope. 
For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command with the voice of an archangel with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first then those of us who are alive who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so we'll always be with the Lord therefore encourage one another with these words and so just really quick here's what I want you to do I want you to stand up with me I want you to stand up I know this may be cheesy corny whatever but we're gonna do it anyway so I'm mean, just think about it. So if you may not be able to, but if you can, we're just, you know, just think about it. We're, we're going to practice. See, when I was in sports, uh, we, we went through a, a time where we, we, I mean, we were just, as, during football, and like we were losing every game. And so our coach, he got us together. He's like, here's what we're, and that's what our, our practice, we didn't do all of our, all of our normal stuff. He said, Today we're going to practice if we were, were to win. And that's what our practice was that day. And so we celebrated that day. We pretend we're making touchdowns. And we were, you know, I, th I think it was my seventh grade year, something like that. But we went from then until my sophomore, my last game of my sophomore year, our, our team went undefeated from that moment. And so I think there's power in this. I think there's power in this. And so we're going to, are, are you ready? So here's what we're going to do. You're just going to, if you can... Don't jump. I mean, but here's what you got to think about. Think about your feet not coming back down. Think about that moment when you leave this place and you are caught up with him in the clouds. You, you can be seated. I mean, we can only imagine what's going to be like. And I, I know that I've shared this story so many times, but you know, when I was when I was young and. Um, I, had, I, had, I was walking from school, it was a Wednesday night, and I was walking to church, and I get to the church building, and I mean, the lights are on, the air is on, everything's on, there's coats, pew, you know, purses, whatever, Bible stuff laying, you know, on the pews, and this is my small church, I grew up in in Big Lake, and I walk in, and there's nobody in the church, and I'm like, it's Wednesday night, it's like 7.15, church is supposed to be happening, so I go to the altar, because I knew I'd done been left. And I mean, I mean, I'm fixing to start crying out. And then I hear the church door open and people start coming in. Well, the pastor's wife was sick and the church just went over to pray for her. And that was one of the 52 times I got saved that year. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's something if you've been in a church in a while, you've processed, you've, you've thought about. But what will that return be like? What will that return be like? And I think it's very important to understand is that God wants us to know about his return some people get caught up on the, we don't know the day or the hour, but listen, he is so open and, and forward and descriptive of when it does happen, what it's going to be like. God wants you to know about his return, the moment of his return, he wants you to know what it's like, and he doesn't want us, and I mean, Paul writes in Thessalonians, I, I don't want you to be uninformed about this. 
And so what was a return be like? We're kind of just going to break down 1 Thessalonians 4.16 just very quickly. So 1 Thessalonians 4.16, just that first part of it, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven. So that's the first thing that's going to happen is the Lord will descend. The Lord will descend. He's going to, he's waiting for that word from the Father when he says, son, it's time. And so when he says it's time, the Lord is going to descend. And again, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but he's going to come down. I mean, think about it. Forty days after his resurrection, we read in Acts chapter 1 and verse 11. And so Jesus ascends, and, and you know the disciples are there, and the angel speaks to them and says, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? Listen to this. This Jesus who was taking up from you into heaven will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. I don't know if you've ever seen the passion play or in that moment when Jesus is taking up. It's, a, it's so powerful. But, I mean, you can imagine Jesus ascending. I mean, like if he was right here and ascended and, and went up in the clouds, what Scripture is saying is he's going to return in the same fashion. He's going to return the same way that he has, that he went up and at that time he will give a loud command and I mean it's going to be I mean probably one of the angels Michael Gabriel whoever uh, but there is going to verbally summon all the believers who have died and were waiting for that new physical body and so he's going to I mean let's look at it really quick we're going to add just another sentence to what we just read for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command with the voice of an archangel with the sound of the trumpet of God Jesus will give the command that it's time so he's going to be descending and he's going to give the command that it's time and I I don't know what that's going to sound like we don't know but we know a command is going to be given and I just can't help but think that you know in John chapter 11 when Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb, that it's going to be something similar to that. I mean, so many times I thought about, I, you know, because in my mind, I think Carmen got it right with his song. So nobody got that. Okay, sorry, I'll move on. Wow. Um, go to YouTube and look up Carmen and Lazarus, okay? It'll change your life. Uh, <laughs> But that, it's that voice of, Lazarus, come forth, you know, that I don't know what it is. I don't know if each, every one of us are going to hear our individual name. I mean, I don't know, but I got to, or if it's going to be, hey guys, it's time, come and, come and join me. But he's going to give a, a command with enough authority that's going to bring the dead out of their graves, that's going to bring back the molecules of the, those that were, uh, uh, cremated, or those that have faced tragedy who's, uh, you know, sadly of, of an explosion or so. It's not, I'm going to tell you, nothing is too strong, too difficult for God. Nothing. And that command and that, think about it, worldwide is going to bring everything back together. And then it says, the dead in Christ will rise. Matthew 27, 51 and 52. I just want to read that very quickly. The dead in Christ will rise. And behold, the curtain. See, this happened at the crucifixion. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rock split. 
excuse me, the tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went to the holy city and appeared to many. I'm going to tell you, anybody remember the flying lighthouse? No? Man, I'm just on a roll this morning. Y'all need to YouTube that? I grew up watching the light. They went, they, it was a group of kids, it was a cartoon, they went back in time and, and, and saw, in, it was Bible stories. I, and I, I tell you, I, I, there's a lot of things I'd want to see, but I think I'd want to see that. I mean, I'm, really process it in your mind's eye just for a moment. Christ. Death happens on the crucifixion. He says, it is finished. The power of his words when he said, it is finished, was so strong at that moment that people came out of their grave. Wow. And so that, I'm going to tell you, we sit in the Matthew, I have no doubt about the dead in Christ rising. I mean, this is the same way that Jesus rose on Easter. There's going to be they're going to have physical bodies that are like, but not exactly like their previous bodies. I've often said when I get my new body, I'm going to you know, be 6'6 six, six and 200 pounds instead of 5'10 and none of your business. <laughs> In an instant, all the dead believers assemble above their resting places. Look at it. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them. There is going to be a meeting in the air. The alive in Christ will live. So we see that the dead in Christ will rise. And then those of us that remain, the alive in Christ, will rise. We, that's what we just practiced just a, a few moments ago. You're not going to need, it's not going to be a Marvel movie. You're not going to need a Superman cape. You're not going to need an Iron Man suit. I mean, we, we that remain, that are alive, when that moment happens, we are going to be caught up. And all within less than a second. I mean, think about it. And just in, the Bible says in a twinkling of an eye, you snap your fingers in the 64th of a second. And it's going to be that quick. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, when we were alive who are left will be caught up together with them, those that were dead and are raised. And it says, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We will meet him in the clouds. Wow, man, I, I, I don't think our imaginations can come close to what that moment will be like. I mean, if you've ever been on a, a plane and and, and looked at the clouds as you were flying over them. I, I, I don't know. There was a song. I was on staff at a church way back. And, and our, our pastor, he, I mean, so often, like, so, like every week, I think. But anyway, uh, he'd always sing a song. There's going to be a meeting in the air. Some of you are going to know that song in a sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, greet you over there in the land beyond the sky. Such singing you'll hear Never heard by mortal ear, t'will be glorious when we are there, and God's own Son will be the leading one and the meeting in the air. Can you imagine what that moment's going to be like? And I kind of want to shift right here, and I have a few more things to talk about, but if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, I'm going to go now to First Corinthians chapter 15. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15 because that also gives us more description about the day and what's going to happen of the rapture of the church. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 beginning in verse 51. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. And so that we can compare that to those of us that are alive and remain, we're going to be caught up. But whenever that moment happens, it's saying, but we will all be changed in a moment. And the twinkling of an eye in that 64th of a second at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and shall be changed. Verse 53, for the, this perishable body must put on the imperishable and the mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass a saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory, O death, where is your your victory, O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. Everybody say steadfast. Be immovable. Everybody say immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing, listen, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And so again, we're seeing, you know, in 1 Thessalonians 4.18, we see, be encouraged by this. And this is another encouragement. The Lord is telling you, listen, do not grow weary in doing well, for in due season you'll reap a harvest. He's telling you, listen, keep your hand to the plow and don't look behind you. Keep moving forward. I know that the world is chaos around you. I know that you may feel persecution knocking at your door. I know it may feel like that everything is upside down. But keep your hand on the plow and your eyes forward. For what you're doing is not in vain. There is going to be a reward. There is going to be a payoff. Your labor is not in vain. And so Paul describes what will happen to all believers during our, our cruise ship upwards. It says we will be changed. We will be changed. Scripture also tells us we will know him because we'll be like him. And just to remind you what he was like, if you read about what his resurrected body was like, he was, it seemed to be, flesh and blood he had the scars from the crucifixion yet he could walk through walls we read that in scripture we we see him uh, for a lack of a better word teleporting appearing disappearing in one place and appearing in another we see that in the time after his resurrection before his ascended i mean i don't know what it will be like but i I'm, in verse 51 of first corinthians 15 it says i tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And so we believe that to be, we'll be in an imperishable, glorified, immortal body. Follow this for a minute. There is about an inch distant between the front of your iris and the back of your retina. Light travels at 186,000 
miles a second. And that's where that nanosecond, that 64th of a second, that twinkling of the eye of how quick it's going to be. One minute dead, the next minute, boom, a resurrected body. One minute sad, the next minute, our tears wiped away for all time. One minute pain, bam, the next minute, no more pain. When you read of the accounts of Jesus, we know that his body was different. When Jesus returns, we'll get those bodies in a 64th of a second, in a nanosecond. I just want to read a couple of passages to kind of, there's, there's four things I want to leave with you very quickly. But I, I want to read two passages and to get to those, and uh, they're a little longer than what I normally read, but I, I want us to read them together. So we're going to look at two scriptures. If you want to look in your Bible, it's fine. It's Luke chapter 21 and Matthew 34. That's kind of where we've been through this the last three weeks, Luke 21 and Matthew 24. Luke 21, we're going to read verses 32 through 36. So we're going to read that first, and then in Matthew 24, we're going to read 36 through 44. But Luke 21, beginning in verse 32, it says, Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all as this is taking place. Remember, we talked about that last week, that when you start seeing the signs, you know that's the generation of the return. Verse 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with disputation and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and that they come upon you suddenly like a trap. For it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and stand before the Son of Man. See, I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. A tree-tribulation catching up. And so this last part, as I kind of close, we're talking about the rapture. I'm going to talk about just very briefly why I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. Well, I mean, we just see very plainly right here that what's going to happen is what? All this is going to happen, and you're going to escape all these things. You're going to escape all these things. Matthew 24, beginning in verse 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Listen to this, verse 37. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. Listen, if you have your Bibles, if you're, you know, it is not sacrilegious to circle, underline, highlight your Bible. And if I was one of those that did that, to emphasize words when I read it, I would do, I would do it right there. Where it says, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. They were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken and left. Two women will be grinding on the mill, one taken and left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on the day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the master of the house had known what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not let his house been broken into. 
Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So number one, we, we should gain this from this verse, that no one knows the day or the hour. We talked about this some last week. I, I tend to lean towards it being coming on the two days of the Feast of Trumpets. It may not. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because no, the only one that knows is the Father. And as we are in these days and these times, remember last week I, I talked about pointing out if you had read the book, 88 Reasons Why Christ Was Coming Back in 1988, and then that didn't happen, then he wrote a sequel, and then that didn't happen. Listen, we, we can't go along those lines. Nobody can say it's going to happen October 10th. 2021. I mean, if, if I'm going to tell you, if like the world believes that hook, line, and sinker, then that's that's definitely probably not the day he's coming. I mean, you can say, okay, well, it's not it's not that day. No one knows the day or the hour. But and and this is also very very important. And it's the second thing: life will be somewhat normal. Life will be somewhat normal. When you look at these scriptures, ver. Luke chapter 21, verse 34. But watch yourselves, least your, least your hearts are weighed down, right, because of all this stuff going on. But, but the key words are cares of this life. In Luke 21, 34. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. People are going to be living life as normal as it is for them. Does that make sense? Because we read in Scripture that people are, it's going to be like in the days of what? It's going to be like in the days of Noah, and people are going about their business. Matthew 24, verses 38, or starting in verse 38 through 42. And as in those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving a marriage, until the day, until the day when Noah entered the ark. Life was going on as normal for them. And listen, I, I say it that way to say we know that normal is changing. And we also know that normal in the U.S. is not normal somewhere else. Normal in the U.S. is not the normal that Cuba has. Normal in the U.S. is not the normal that Afghanistan has. Everybody's got their own normal. But I'm going to tell you, when I read this, it, it just speaks loudly to me that people are going on with life like they've always gone. Why is that important? Because those that, when I look at what's going to happen, we're going to talk about this in the next two weeks. When we start talking about the tribulation, I mean, when it gets really bad in the tribulation, a quarter of mankind is going to be snuffed out. A quarter of the world's population, done. And then we read, when you read on about the tribulation, there's going to be another event where a third of the population is done. Listen, it's tragic what we're seeing right now with the pandemic. I mean, 700,000 plus in the U.S., but it, com it, 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 it pales in comparison to the death that's going to happen in the tribulation. And so what that tells me, people are going to be mourning their lives are going to be significantly altered. I mean, you're going to be going, I mean, people that are left behind, it's going to be two, three, four funerals a day, if you can even have funerals. Are you following me? This scripture tells us that life is going to be happening, and then he's coming like a thief in the night. One's going to be doing one thing, 
and the other the same thing, but one's left and one's taken. So number three is this. I believe it will leave the world in shock. I believe it will leave the world in shock. I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm stepping out of my preacher's shoes just for a minute. It, if, if you watch the news at all, it is amazing to me how that, like, for decades, like the whole, like, UFO thing has been, like, fringe society, you know? Are you following me? I mean, for real. Never have I thought, would never in my lifetime would I have thought, see news stories of our military giving legitimate defense to UFOs. Listen, I'm not saying that's how the world is going to describe the rapture of the church, but they're going to have to figure out something. I mean, they're going to have to figure out something. I mean... <laughs> I can't imagine a world being in such terrible shape that they're like, oh, they're all taken by UFOs. But they're going to have to explain it some way. Uh, yesterday morning, um, I was driving. I was going to get breakfast or I came up to the church. And it just hit me because I was thinking about my message this morning. And, I, and, and every once in a while I thought about this. But I'm going to tell you, uh, of course, it is, it is not my plan to get left behind. <laughs> but i tell you what, I sure don't want to be on no interstate. Think about it. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to be in no jet plane that the captain was a believer. And that leads me to number four. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. And that's, my heart has been in this series and this third sermon now is church, be ready. Be ready because you don't know. But listen to me. Listen to what Scripture tells us. It is not telling us, okay, here's all what's being amped up, ramped up, and happening. So don't sleep. Let anxiety take over your life. That's not what Scripture is saying. In 1 Thessalonians 4.18, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. What words? The dead in Christ will rise first. And those of us that are alive and remain will be caught up. Because there's going to be a command from the Son of God that shakes the very foundations of earth. And it's going to cause us to all meet together, being changed in the twinkling of an eye and the clouds together. Therefore, beloved brothers, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I emphasized to you just a few moments ago. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. So what should you be doing? My brothers and sisters in Christ, you're to be steadfast, immovable in your faith, and abounding in the work of the Lord. Listen to me. You can't be a pupitata and be ready for the coming of the Lord. You can't be sitting on your couch ready for the coming of the Lord. Scripture is clear. We must be at work. That is part of being ready. That is part of being ready. Jesus is coming back. He's returning. We're going to be caught up. We're going to be changed. And I said this, I don't remember if it was last week. I may have said it each week. I, 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 I don't remember, but you know, I just, 
I remember a lot of those old songs we used to sing. We used to sing a lot about heaven. And I, you know, I even remember saying things to my nanny, I, even that, just being in ministry, you know, and, and just, you know, it wasn't just that, but it was like sermons on heaven and conversations about heaven. And, you know, you, you look back at some of those old songs and, I mean, it, they describe just kind of how bad it is down here, really. But that we have a hope that we can look forward to. And listen, I don't, I, listen, I mean, to be a believer and to look forward to the coming of the Lord, it doesn't mean that everything's got, everything's got to be terrible in your life. I mean, that, that's, not, that's not necessarily the case here, but listen to me. I, I have thought more about my own mortality in 2021 than I ever have. Than I ever have. I have been asked about our frailty by my kids in 2021 than I ever have. I have done more funerals in the last year than my entire ministry of 27 years combined. And so how do you navigate through that? You have an understanding that life's here. Yes, it's a vapor, but that's not a bad thing because I was created to live forever with Jesus. This is just the pit stop. I, there is a, 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 one of my heroes of the faith that, you know, I, of course, I never knew him. He never knew me, but I know his book. It's Leonard Ravenhill. And something he always said was, is that this life is just a dressing room for eternity. And that's what it is. We're just getting ready for eternity. And there's going to be a day. Just I, my, my goal here is not to be depressing, but there will be a day you draw your last breath. Or... There will be a day you hear that command and that shout and that trumpet. In that moment, be ready. Be ready. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I'd like to ask you to like and share today's message on your social media platforms. If you want more information about Odessa First Assembly, you can go to odessafirst.com. Or also follow us on our social medias, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We also live stream to most of those platforms. Again, thanks for joining us.